Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Here I am. Hello, everyone. Hey, besties. Welcome to the Nikki Glazer podcast. It's Nikki Glazer. It's Tuesday here in St. Louis. I don't know what day it is whenever you're listening to this. I don't know when you listen to it. Some people backlog it, catch up later. Uh, welcome to the show. It's been a great morning over here at Shea Glazer Colin. Put my name first. Why not? Uh, Noah, are you going to take uh, your husband's last name? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, I struggle with the last name thing. Be- I was thinking about like, you know, if I ever get married, doing the Courtney Cox Arquette kind of thing. Like if I'm going to do Nikki Glaser Arquette. Even if the guy's last name is Moore, I'm still going to go with Arquette. Just because I want to do every- Did she keep the Arquette too? Because there's a part of me that thinks that they're still friends and that because he's the father of her children, she's like, yeah, I'll keep this last name. A lot of women, I mean, I, I have a bit about it, but a lot of women get divorced and they don't even go back to their old name. It's like forgotten. And I just feel like it's so weird that we give up our name. It's a nice thing to do for your man to be like, I respect you so much and you have so much integrity that I will take, I'm so grateful for you for not having sex with other women 
This is all from getting to I do the book. We have to we have to respect in the book getting to I do, which teaches you how to trick a man into loving you forever. And trick him with things that serve you anyway. You kind of trick yourself, honestly. But with that book, you learn that you need to every when you when you are in the feminine energy, you need to respect the male energy which you have to acknowledge wants to have sex with everything. And you can't deny that. And you go, oh my God, that is so nice of you to not have sex with everything for me because I, I don't want you to. That, that you, are, you have so much integrity not to do that. That takes a really strong man. And I am so impressed that you don't do that for me. And then they get off on like the, the feeling of being like, Oh my God, I'm like a superhero because I don't bang other women. And then they get horny for the idea that they are like superheroes. You know, I'm watching White Lotus. My friend recommended it to me because she was like, you know, it's a, about a strong woman. It's, among other things, I've only watched the first episode and, and like 20 minutes of the second. And that's about how much I read any of these books that I talk about too. Let's uh, just know that I'm always watching the any book I talk about, I've read four chapters and I just a third of them but I, I do I do finish fiction but nonfiction I'm just like I get it stop talking down to me I'm not as dumb as your average reader do you feel that way Noah when you read these nonfiction books I realize that there's a certain amount of repetition that you like I'm grateful in the Alan Carr uh easy way to stop drinking uh without willpower that book they repeat the same things over and over because you need they're unbrainwashing you because you've been brainwashed to think that alcohol is like this thing you need. So you, they need to be repetitive. But when you're learning about like social science, it's just like you guys are, I just can't hear any more examples. And I skip chapters because I'm like, okay, that's not, they're not talking about my mom here. So I want to skip this. I want to get to the chapter about my mom or about me. Um, do you have problem? Do you, do, when, when you're reading nonfiction, Noah, and a chapter doesn't apply to you, uh, do you skip it or are you like a completionist kind of like, oh, I want to read everything? And do you find that nonfiction books are mostly a lot of uh, filler? I'm not a completionist, but I do. Um, and I, I get what you're saying. But for me, the repetitiveness helps instill mm -hmm. it. So it's it good does. for me to keep seeing it because I'm trying to rewire a part of my brain. <laughs> you know? No, I think you're right. Um, and and. That that is that is why the Blinkist app, which is this app that takes nonfiction books and kind of like parses them down to very abridged versions that are like spark notes. They do a great job. The writers for those things are really intelligent people that are good writers. And but it, it's because you just read it so quickly, it doesn't really absorb. And that's why I always say people that when I recommend the books that have changed my life, Healing Back Pain, Dr. John Sarno. Easy Way to Stop Drinking, Alan Carr, Easy Way to Stop Smoking. Uh, and those titles have kind of shifted since then. So just the Alan Carr method, it, it is very repetitive. And um, and I always tell people, take your time with it. Read very slow. Make sure it like really absorbs in. Speed reading apparently is not um, the best way to get information like and, and to remember information because I've always been obsessed with I like things fast you know I'm always like oh my god it would be so nice to be what I heard JFK was like I heard he could just read newspapers like he would just go down with his finger like zip 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 you know back in the day newspapers like the columns like this he could read so fast and um and there's all these techniques to do that you know most reading you're slow because you're moving your eye 
So that's why I do really big font on my um, phone. I'll show you an example of just how big my font is, uh, Noah. But uh, yeah, it's like I think it's like four words per page. Um, yeah, no, three words per line, pretty much. Um, you can't really see it, but I, and so I'm able to just do chunks of it, like three words. And so you don't have to move your eyes back and forth and scroll. So it's, it cuts down on time and then you can change the app. I like to read in my phone as I've talked about a lot. Uh, so you don't have to flick your finger every time you turn a page cause you know, there's so little words on the page. You can just scroll like you're reading an online article, but then there's not that satisfaction of like page. I'm done with this page. It's just like, it's never ending kind of. And the scroll on the side is so small, you can't see any progress because it's a whole book that's like, you know, the little thing that shows you how much you've read. It's not, you, there's something about reading that really, um, there's something so satisfying about when you first get into a book enough where you're like, oh, there's a chunk that I've gone through. You know, that first time, because when you first start a book and you maybe get 10 pages in, that's not a substantial amount to even hold its own weight. Like if you're, let's say you're reading a real book. It won't like stay open on its own if you like crease it even. It'll be like the, the paper will like fly back over and you're like, oh God, I haven't even accomplished anything. But man, when you get that halfway point, there's a chunk you've already taken down. That feels so good. I used to do a bit about how women would read on the train. I should bring it back because it only I only did it on Canadian television. Um, and I really didn't. There's so many bits I look back on from my early days of stand up that. I didn't really get into. I would just kind of, oh, that's good enough, and then move on to the next thing because I was kind of scared to go too deep or I, 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 lazy, I, I guess, is what the word is. Um, but I used to do a joke about girls reading on the train. Uh, I would see it in New York, and like I would get so jealous because I would see girls reading, and then they would read something, and they they do the thing where they go, <laughs> they kind of laugh to themselves and like kind of like shake their head. And you go, we get it. You read. Like, oh, you're entertained by a book. Oh, and is it, oh, you have a New Yorker tote? You're so smart. Oh, you have a book from The Strand? Is that a bookstore? Like, or you have a, a, a tote bag from The Strand? Like, oh, and it's a little bit old. Oh, were you reading books in the 70s? Even though your parents weren't even born yet? Like, there's people that love to brag that they're intellectual in public. Listen. Do I feel a little bit annoyed that when I read on my phone, people can't tell that I'm reading a book? And do I want people to know I'm reading a book on my phone when I'm on my phone? Yes, I do. Is there any way to let them know that? No. Unless I lick my finger and do that every time I turn the page on my phone, which is unnecessary. But yeah, there's no way to let people know. Because when you're on your phone, you just look like you could be on TikTok. You know, people, I, I need to just be like, I'm reading. I just need to announce it. Um, the other day I was reading on the uh, plane and I was reading David Spade's uh, memoir. Uh, I forget what it's called, but he has an audible book that he just did for uh, audible, an, an audio book, sorry, that he just did for audio. That's only audio. And then he did one that was uh, his memoir, the first one. You guys, it is so goddamn funny and such an easy read and it's just like how he talks. I couldn't recommend it enough. I was on the plane. I was laughing so hard that I had to put it away because it was becoming annoying to the dude next to me. Because I was becoming that girl that was like, we get it. You're entertained by the, you have so much joy in your life. You can laugh alone. 
I mean, laughing alone is a, if you're able to get someone to laugh when they're alone, and that's a really good feeling too. You're in a good place in life if you, because so much about laughter is contagious and that's why comedy clubs, they pack you in the front really close together because when other people's laugh makes you laugh. It just is, that's, you know, that's just widely known. Low ceilings, get the laughter really um, in a cavernous dome so that it can just vibrate around and everyone, you just catch it like COVID. That's why COVID was like the worst thing for comedy clubs because it's, Small rooms. The best thing for comedy clubs is small rooms, low ceilings, not a lot of ventilation, <laughs> and people packed very close together. That's why when you were performing and, and the tables were distant, it was like, this sucks. This feels like the open mic I used to do in Kansas City in 2004 where people would just seat themselves. That's why when you go to comedy clubs, they, they shove you to the front as close as possible. Because it make, other people's laughter makes you laugh. That's why I like to watch comedy shows with other people. I hate laughing alone because you want to go, wasn't that funny? Like you want to share it with someone. Laughing alone is, I mean, it's nice when I'm reading a book of my friends and I literally am sending in voice memos like, oh my God, this thing you just wrote was so funny. And yes, I'm bragging about being friends with David Spade. I do it every podcast. It's the best thing that's ever happened in my life. Um... But it's funny because he likes to hear – I'm not someone who likes to hear my stuff told back to me because oftentimes people are like, oh, my God, that joke you did on that thing. And I'm like, I didn't even write that. That was written for like by my friend. And I tell them that. Or it's like a joke that I wrote so long ago that I don't even feel like good about anymore. I can never – I it's it's the only times I like getting compliments about jokes – and by the way – People coming to my shows, please give me compliments. This does not apply. I would rather have a compliment than no compliment. And there's just no way to give me the perfect one. But my favorite ones are like about a joke I just wrote. I mean, and that's the only time a comedian has any pride generally. But Spade, he likes hearing stuff that made uh, me laugh. And uh, he he doesn't have any problem hearing that stuff, which which makes me feel good. There's this thing that he wrote in his book. <laughs> And maybe this will translate, but can I just read a little excerpt? And I know, Noah, you're not a fan of me reading things on the pod, but this is so funny. And I told him, I was like, I bet you don't even remember writing this, but you need to do this on stage and I'm going to make you, I'm going to like work over the beats for you so you remember. So this is in the introduction. He's talking about like, you know, everyone has to write an introduction to their book that's like, hey, I know you just picked up this book. This is what you're about to see. I've never written a book. It's always like, whenever I read comedians books, they're always like, Listen, welcome to the book. I don't know what I'm doing. It's just like, why are we even doing this? So this was, he goes, FYI, this book is not that serious. This is meant to be read when super bored, then forgotten 15 minutes later. By the way, I have read this book before and I forgot everything in it. So it's fun to be able to read it again and laugh. He said it could be read cover to cover during one medium to severe case of diarrhea. Nothing in it will change your life. There are no easy tips to lose belly fat like I see on my computer every day. It's just me blabbling blabbing away about my life in SNL and getting beat up by my assistant and any other stupid shit I could think of. It's easy to read, no big words, because I don't know any. He says, this is the part that I was like dying. He goes, it's like watching Dolphin Tale on HBO and then forgetting you ever saw it. By the way, I did see Dolphin Tale and I didn't forget it. In fact, I had a few problems with it. This not might be for this forum, but real quick. It's about a dolphin with a bad attitude. He gets caught in some lobster traps and his tail gets chopped off and so he's fucked. He's basically an anchor because he doesn't have a rudder. He starts freaking out so people start to help him and for some reason he's a dick about it. 
I don't know why it makes me laugh so hard that this dolphin is, that he's calling this dolphin a dick. They make him a little crummy tail out of popsicle sticks or whatever, and he doesn't like it. This is where I'd say, it's for your own good, dipshit, but he's not having it. Then they get a doctor to make a better one, and he's still being a pussy. He smashes against the wall and breaks it. Like, I hate it. It's not my real tail. I hate the ocean. I hate everyone. Full Jan Brady tantrum. Then he realizes it helped and starts nudging the fake tail like, put it back on. Get it on now. And they're like, fuck off. You don't want it, remember? You're so fucking tough. Have fun drowning, moron, because this is going on a shark now. You're an asshole. <laughs> I've never seen Dolphin Tail. But now I want to. I want uh It just, you know what? Reading this book made me realize that when I am approaching writing my own, it's okay if my book sounds exactly like how I talk. And if anything, people who are drawn to my book are going to be people who have listened to me talk incessantly and are going to want to be able to write like read in my voice whenever I read a book though like and really get into it I really loved Lena Dunham's book I forget what it was called really really good she's an amazing writer however you feel about her work on yourself by the what the fuck just happened out there did you hear that I think Andrew killed himself Andrew Andrew are you okay Okay, Jesus Christ, that scared me. Um, we'll get to him in a second. Anyway, Lena Dunham's book was really good, and uh, I started writing when I was I was trying to write after I read hers because it inspired me, and I started writing in her voice. I just become a sponge. I just can't help but talk like the people I uh, I surround myself with, and um, so that's why today we might talk about OnlyFans because I've been around Andrew a lot, and. Uh, uh, it's uh, daring, daring um, our discussion about OnlyFans. I'm trying to think of other words he mispronounces. Did you have anxiety? An- anxiety. Uh, Oni. Uh, uh, what was the other one? Daring. Daring. And, uh, oh, uh, vocab- vocabulary. Vulnerable. V- vulnerable. Regular. Um. And I think that's that's it for now. We'll get some yeah. more. We'll we'll definitely get some more when I bring him in in just a second and make sure we'll find out what that humongous crash was. I hope my room was okay. Andrew! Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. 
Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good you okay yeah what happened out there that was a huge crash <laughs> i really want to know uh nothing broke what what i what fell uh, well guess. My, a guitar no 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 um i don't know what do i do out there oh golf you hit something <laughs> did you whack something yeah what'd you whack it's probably a worse thing you could whack but everything's fine a guitar no a mirror Oh, you whacked the mirror. It's a very heavy mirror. Did it crack? No, no. I hit the wood on the side, and I was very how startled. How did you hit it? I got a little too excited. I'm, I'm actually sweating forward? right now. Because of that? I did a little workout out there. I swing this like uh, rubber ball thing that's a little that's heavier than a club that gets your swing feeling smooth. and. It's like a weighted jacket for swinging. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It just like it, it's a it's a swing practicer. Yes, the club feels very light comparative to. Uh, so it, to like, this ball does it build thing. your muscle memory? I think it can. I think it can stretch you out and 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 strengthen well, what's your the abs point of it? to get rhythm, to do that? rhythm. And so oh. I rhythmly hit 
the mirror and uh it's just well it, you never know when you're gonna counter a mirror on the eighth hole look i look in the mirror on every hole yeah in my head <laughs> and i see a loser who can't fucking master this game and i don't understand Oh man andrew what is going on with this game yesterday you came home and you were muttering to yourself while you were practicing your swing i don't i don't know if you knew you were doing it but you were like Get it right, you moron. Get uh, it right. You can't even get everything right, you fucking moron. You fuck and I was just like <laughs> strumming my guitar just quietly like while the streams are I was like trying to sing and like he's just like you because some days you're very proud of what you've done on the course. I was and just like, singing one of Noah's favorite bands. <laughs> <laughs> was it cannibal course? <laughs> Swing harder, swing, swing, swing harder. <laughs> Mega death, suck my balls. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I get very hard on myself because I swear to God, I've never put this much time into something. I know I could be very good at it, and I know there's a lot of golfers out there that are way more less coordinated out there that are better. And it's just about doing the same thing. I'm very. We do it in stand up, but repeat the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. My and brain doesn't work th- that way. Like, like muscle memory. Like, I constant. I get bored with doing the same thing. Uh, really? Because I feel like you like to go to the same workout classes. You like to go to the, like. You but each workout class thing. is different. Oh. So, like with a golf swing, you just have to repeat the same. Yeah, you exact... get excited when you learn a new thing, yes. and you're like, "Oh, I'm changing everything." You get really excited. Yes. And you're like, "I thought I was holding it right this time. Now I'm changing it." And you want to keep. You want to keep. Do you ever feel that with guitar when you're like strumming? You're like, "I kind of want to strum this, or I want to try this rhythm." Like, no, because I want to just, I want to believe that what I'm doing is the right way. And if I have to change everything, then I go, oh no, like all the things I've been doing thus far, I have to re, like the way I hold my pick is completely wrong. I mean, any, I, I'm dying to find any example where But you hold goes, a pencil weird too. Yeah, that's, that's my argument is that <laughs> I, that's my justification for it is that, you know, in How do you school, hold a pencil? Can you show people? Do you have a, oh my God, we have a- Well, this is just going to be audio, but like, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I hold it like, um, <laughs> I look like uh, I have cerebral palsy. Yes. When I hold, and then that is not a slight on people with cerebral palsy. It looks like I have a bone disease that- um, Who taught you that and who tried to get it, it out of your system? It did, I taught myself, this just feels comfortable to me. <laughs> yeah. And this never felt comfortable to me. Like holding it like I was like writing my dearest Tabitha. I am at on the seas and I long for you. Whenever I write like you're supposed to. Yeah. It feels like I'm writing with a feather quill and like signing the Declaration of Independence. So it had nothing to do with wanting to be different of no, writing different. No, my God, are you kidding? All I wanted to be was the same. I hated being like, Nikki, we need to get you special writing lessons. Like Nikki Holter and and you know, everyone was just always like, What are you doing? Now you don't write anymore, so no one ever sees me do it. Once in a while I'll I'll do something and people will be like, What the fuck is that? <laughs> why do you I remember I hand? saw it for the first time? I remember I go, it too. Yeah, I thought your hand was broken. I thought it was in a vice. Well the thing is I think that my my pointer finger is twisted, like it doesn't go straight. It goes to the right. Is this and why you don't eat sushi? Because of chopsticks? No, I love Are you chop- afraid of chopsticks? You know I love chopsticks. <laughs> no, I know. I eat cho- I would I would forego a fork what? with chopsticks. I love chopsticks. I really do. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're I would fun. rather use chopsticks than my hands. You remember the first time up. you ever used chopsticks? I think every like small town or like per no. I know the first time I had sushi, you eat like a you get a tuna roll, just plain tuna maki roll. 
Or you get California a, cu- a California roll. Yeah, that's the classic one. I mean, I was a chicken teriyaki guy until I was about 14. I was so afraid of sushi. I mean, yeah, I think we all were. Yeah, sushi was just were. so... Um, Oh, so exotic. <laughs> it was like eating, it was like fear factor. It was. Dude. Speaking of the one time it's I was- It's not cooked. I, I eat such big bites that, um, and I think I've said this before, and I'm sorry to mention David Spade again, but I was at dinner with him and I ate such a big bite. I was eating this like salad <laughs> and I took such a big bite with my chopsticks that it was honestly like a perfect right angle with my chopsticks. Like they were so, there's so much between them. <laughs> and I stuffed it in my face and he goes, Easy fear factor. <laughs> and he goes, God, is Joe Rogan sitting next to you with a stopwatch? What's going on? I spit it out. I was laughing so hard. And he goes, honestly, it, I go, he goes, it looked like, an ob- I think I said that I was like, it looks like an obtuse angle. Like my chopsticks were this, big, like this much apart. He was like, it was so embarrassing getting caught doing a big bite. But that's, I take huge bites. Huge I would bites. never have called you out on a big bite. Really? Like, yeah, it's just something I wouldn't do. I, I mean, I think... I don't know. I wouldn't mind if you called me out on a big bite. I'm a big biter. <laughs> I'm a huge like. Dude, like, sometimes I'll take too big of a bite. I need to spit it out, and then I try to. Sp- or I love because of bites. my choking fear. Oh yeah, still hits me up when I'll eat a fatty. It hits you up. It's like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, bro? Remember me, dude? Remember how you're a little bitch? Yeah, I <laughs> remember, remember when I, I made you go to the hospital <laughs> when uh, you weren't choking on anything, <laughs> and because you were times. laying on your grandma's carpet and you thought you inhaled a fiber and you drove yourself to the hospital because you thought you were choking it up. Yeah, I remember you. Thanks, hey, what's dude. up? Uh, you want to hang out later? Thanks for coming and up for on the seventh hole before I made this chip. I appreciate that. Uh, so I'm going to make you smash a mirror tomorrow, dude. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, I do. I'm scared of you. Uh, so I, I every anytime I eat like a f- fatty piece of meat, I'll think I'm going to choke on it. Don't so th- call Brian of that. I, <laughs> I better... <laughs> I'll, I'll that, eat that meat. I'm never afraid of choking on like, there. If Bretta weren't the most perfect bodied person in yeah. the world, I would never make that joke. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, of course. And if she wasn't cool. But um, uh, no, I... Um, well, but so then I'll yeah, have to so spit you- it out. But I spit it out smoothly. But there, I'm not being smooth. I'm no, sure you've, you've probably seen me spit into, smooth, dude. <laughs> spit into a napkin. Like When you think you're being smooth... <laughs> I mean, we were talking about this the other night. Like, I can't... Andrew will always like if we're in if we're together and there's like someone being weird let's say there's like there's three of us at a table and it's some it's like a new comic (laughs) that's like backstage with us or something and he says something like dude like i just he says something you know ridiculous to me like fuck pc culture or no he goes he goes you know what like i i didn't used to think you were funny but you were great like so something that i honestly don't even care anymore you know andrew will like i'll just keep looking at the guy like totally normal like nothing my face you will not read on my face if i even if i am offended i haven't had botox in in my argument (laughs) (laughs) you have a perfect poker botox i'm really good at having a poker face when someone says something really absurd or like drops like you know set i was gonna say the n-word but if someone said the n-word in front of me i would nagger call call them out on it uh but (laughs) no not that word but if i um if i if, if but you but you this is what i feel i could feel andrew next to me and he'll do this his his head will jerk so wildly that he'll knock over a mirror like it is he'll he'll look at me like did you hear that like right in front of the person and i'm like and maybe the person isn't looking at andrew but i don't think andrew understands peripheral like vision i don't i think that there's a lack of um 
just understanding that that person might be able to see you. Yeah. And so you'll sometimes look at me like I this. think I'm invisible. And then yeah. yes, yes, you'll do yeah. that. And because there's, it started so early with you. I, I started recognizing it because I, I've always been someone who's really good about not if there's like a little person who walks by or someone that looks really like weird and is like limping and like homeless or, or, or writes like you or or is, is <laughs> signing a check and is holding the <laughs> pen the same way I do. Like I've never, I've always been someone who doesn't want to anyone to feel like I'm making fun of them, even though I, I'm not a good person. Like, oh, never make fun of them. Like, now I don't ever. Wait, I'm not pointing no, no, out no, no, little no. people. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just giving examples of like in high school Ooh, and middle school. Look at him, little guy. No, in no, middle school, I know. Yeah, adults all the time yes. point out little people. Oh, by for the sure. way, a little person walks by and they go, "Oh my god, look, look." look. Our hands like, are already pointed that way. Are you kidding? Kinda. What do you mean? Our hands are naturally face down. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's that was that was good. That was decent. That joke. <laughs> I'm. It's not even a joke. I'm just. It's biology. No, I mean like across the street of someone. I just am never someone. I hate when there's a person with a facial disfigurement or yes. something really weird. Mm-hmm. And they just have they go through their whole life and all they do is people look at them. That's all their whole life is. Or if they're like a trans, um, like a, a trans woman who is a six foot what had been a six foot six man and yes. now. And it just like it's very obvious that they're a, a man who is transitioning. I'm ne- I never will snicker about that. I will not talk about them. I will not acknowledge that they're different until like, and if pretty much ever now because I'm just like it's not of note. But then I, if I'm with someone who does something like hits me, I won't even acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I know that when I was anorexic, I think it's after I was anorexic, I realized that all the things that people do that they think you don't see. You see when yes. you're a person that is being talked about everywhere you go. You see the nudges. You see the, hey, look, look over there. You see them whisper, and then the person doesn't see it, and then you see that person's head move towards you. You see it all. And so if I could just reach out to anyone who's listening right now that might be someone who, you know, some, you're not a bad person for wanting to point out a little person because sometimes you don't see them a lot, and it is interesting like you, maybe you're not making fun of them, but it's just like an interesting person that maybe has like a, a um, you know, like maybe a, 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 an al- like an albino person, someone that just like looks different. Don't be a child and go, <gasps> and and they know they know yeah. that you're talking yeah. about them. They even the most subtle thing, like even a kick under the table, they see that stuff. And I know you're like they don't see me kick under the table. I used to see girls kick each other under the table about me across the cafeteria. When they thought they were being so subtle. And then there were other girls that would just go like, oh my God, like, and do it very obviously. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just very sensitive to that stuff. But like, you know, the, the uh, what best I will example do, I have of you oh, is, is... when I, what, look in an ass? Well, oh my God, watching you see other women or hot guys. He'll even with hot guys, he'll <laughs> be like, did Whole you see Foods? that guy? And I go, yeah, I saw that guy. I, was in I didn't Foods nudge and I, you about it though. This girl was wearing, I mean, this was, I'm not saying it's just and the hot brown, guy was, it was a, a couple person. years ago in New York and... She had on, you know, um, yoga pants and her butt was just, it was the biggest, most insane butt I've ever seen. And I'm just, I'm mesmerized by it, but I don't try to be creepy with it. I'm literally just like in awe of, it's like seeing a beautiful painting, Yeah, but I'm not. But, ca- you, but you weren't present enough to know that someone could see you. Yeah. And so another comic, this guy, Reggie Conquest. Oh my God. So he's like, bro. Really? And I like I didn't know he was there. Like he was just randomly in old foods and I was just like, I didn't I, I don't know, man. I got caught staring at a girl's boobs in high school. I think that was very formative for me too. Where what I happened? zoned out because this girl just had big boobs and I was just like 
I think I was just, I don't, I could have been looking at her shirt. I don't know what it was, but he goes, whoa, Nikki's checking out your tits. And I was like, I don't even know that I was, but it was so embarrassing that I just got caught staring at this girl. That like, ruined my relationship with the nipples. Hmm. Uh, my ex-girlfriend said that I was staring at someone's nipples through their shirt because she wasn't wearing a bra. That's why I don't wear things that show my nipples uh, and like my cleavage because I just don't want, because I know men can't control it. And I don't want to make men... Like I don't like when men are like, dr- dr- yes. especially friends. Like you, I don't care. Like if you look at my nipples, I'm just like, oh, he's just a. a but I wasn't dude. even gawking over her nipples. I was just like, those are nipples. I'm not used to seeing female nipples. They're here in a bar. I'm gonna maybe they're gonna probably get my attention for a little bit longer. Well, it's not like oh, I want to fuck her. I want to fuck her. Well, th- the thing was, you probably do. Or did. There's like something, not her, but like the fact that you were attracted to nipples didn't mean that you wanted to fuck that girl in particular yes. to her. But it made your girlfriend at the time think, oh my God, he like he's attracted to other things that catch his eye. Not yes. necessarily his friend's nipples. <laughs> but like that made her feel insecure that, and that girl is living in a delusional world where the guy she's dating is not going to be attracted to other women. Yes. I mean, please get over yourself. I mean, I honestly feel like even with Brenna, if we were people watching, we could go, look at that. That girl's nipples are, and like you could almost talk about it. Oh my God, I love pointing out hot girls when I'm with a guy that I'm into and being like, look how fucking hot she is. Like, would you? And like, he's like, oh my God, I love it. That is fun. It's so fun. I don't do the same for guys at all because it's just not a two-way street. Like, people always go, oh, you don't mind if your boyfriend like hooks up with girls on the road so you got to hook up with guys and it's like no not everything has to be equal i'm just saying i don't mind it i respect that he does mind it no i have a question for you how do you feel about um your fiance if you catch him looking at other girls or like do you do you struggle with the idea that he might be attracted to other women not anymore really yeah it used now that you problem. live in a desert <laughs> and the only thing you can fuck is a cactus <laughs> But when that cactus has that little bloom once a year that looks like a nipple, oh shit. Noah's uh, (laughs) That cactus is so wet in there beneath the thorns. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell me, tell me Noah, what, what, um, have you, have you seen him be attracted to other women or had any kind of like inkling in your healthy stage of your relationship and how was that different than when you would have perceived it before? Can you give us an example or, uh... I think it really has a lot to do with uh, our our relationship and how we've built it and conversations that we've had about my jealousy. Mm. Um, mm. And I don't know, like something just happened. It was a conversation that I've told you about where he pointed out, he's like, yeah, if I see long legs, I'm going to be attracted to that. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to go and like pursue that girl to fuck her because I have integrity and I love yes. our relationship. Yes. And once I heard that, it was just the right wording, the right time. And now I actually think it's hot when he looks at another wow. woman. Have you tried making your legs longer? I Yeah, I have a, <laughs> like a stretcher in the back. Yeah. Well, she's tired of being pointed at across the street by people. She's a tiny, tiny little person. Um, Noah, that is so interesting. And I, I if, if you are someone listening to the podcast right now and you just zoned out and didn't hear what Noah just said... Very important to rewind yeah. and hear the way that man handled jealousy and and women too. If if your woman gets jealous of you looking at a, a another woman or 
being attracted to another woman, saying that you're not and denying it is not going to get you anywhere. Because first of all, that's a lie. You're a man. You're allowed to be attracted to other women. It's biologically impossible for you to not be, I think, unless you were completely neutered by this woman. So the way he responded, again, tell us what he said. He's like, I have integrity. It's not well, like I'm well, going to Well, the long go. legs thing interests me because you do not have long legs. So that is a woman's worst fear, that a man might be attracted <laughs> to something that you don't have. So say you have small boobs and you, and, and you are jealous of a guy that's kind of like getting uh, a little bit aroused by a woman on TV with big boobs or, you know, uh, his friend is telling about a girl that he's dating that has big boobs and he high fives him or something and you go, oh my God, he likes girls with big boobs. Instead of you going... Do you like girls with big boobs? Like, tell me you don't. Or like, that's what you want? Don't look for that. This guy that Noah is in love with was able to tell her that he is into the opposite thing that she has. I mean, she does Mm -hmm. have legs, but they're real nubby. And (laughs) no, she have amazing legs. Yeah, her feet are on her knees. It's cool. Your legs are incredible and they are long for your, your body. But... But for him to say about long legs, that's not something you pride yourself on necessarily is having long exactly. legs. So for him to acknowledge that and say, yeah, I'm going to be attracted to women with long legs. Yeah, it's going to be sexually arousing for me, but I'm not going to go off and try to have sex with them and replace your short nubs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm just trying to be funny. <laughs> with those long legs because I have integrity. Men, say that. Say, I have integrity. And I, just I don't love know you enough that if, I'm not going to... If I'm in a bar and a girl says, you're looking at her nipples, and I go, you're right. I am looking at her nipples. She has great nipples, but I'm with you. I feel like a lot of women hearing that out there right now would have trouble, especially at a bar they if they were drinking. They need to work on themselves because this is a two-way street too, Noah, because I don't think you would have been able to handle that statement had you not done the work on yourself as yeah. well. Yeah. Where yes. it doesn't yes. mean you're gonna be perfect and not get jealous. Like you there are times where it bubbles up. Obviously that was a time for you where you were doing better than you would have before that you could even have that conversation without smashing plates. Yes. Yes. But yes. it still was uncomfortable for you and you didn't like the conversation. But then there was something about it that not only A put you at ease, but B turned you on. The thing that irritates you more than anything Mm. in the world and makes you feel more insecure than anything in the world in past relationships is now something that turns you on because, you know, and this might not be one size fits all where every woman's going to be super horny for integrity, but there's something about the way he phrased that where it was like, I value our relationship enough that no matter what happens out there or what I'm tempted by, I'm, those sirens can do whatever they want. I'm going to... I've, 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 I've like, you know, like what Odysseus or whatever, he like ties himself to the thing so that he can't make the ship crash into the ocean. <laughs> so you're the tie. You're, you've, you've bonded him to the ship. I, yeah, no, I think her reaction and exactly what you said, if they've worked on themselves if, and a they, woman who can't handle that is just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, then he's going to run to old daddy long legs because you yeah. just screamed at him for being honest and for just being a human being. And like, and, it's And it forces him to lie, too. A lot yes. of men are just going to go, I th- wasn't looking at her. Because like, yeah. I mean, you yeah. you did not want to bang your friend whose nipples were out I really didn't. Night. Yeah, I mean, she's I, not yeah. someone that you have a, a, like, and I know that, too. I know, I know who we're talking about. And that's not your dynamic with this person. But the fact that you're looking at nipples does mean that you are attracted to other women that's like yeah sure yes yes i would agree with that so yes but you you probably just double down on like 
I don't want to fuck her. And that was yes. probably the issue where the real issue is you have a problem with me being attracted to anyone else, yeah. not just her, which yes. isn't the problem. Yeah. And that was the problem with that, that particular woman, which, I mean, who? what girl hasn't felt that way I'm before sure. of wanting a guy to only have eyes for you? I remember asking my friend who was dating a guy, I go, if you could make him never attracted to another woman the rest of his life and completely turn off his sexual uh, attraction to anyone else but you, would you? And she was like, 100%. Mm. And I was like, I would never want that. Would they know it or would their no. mind brain be erased? It like, would be erased. Would you do that? I think most men would. I don't think I would. I, I like giving her or the idea of choice. Well, I like the idea of like I earned you. Yeah. And, like I'm earning you every day and like that and not even earning like I'm important enough to you that I I make you want to have integrity enough to uh, be be honest with me and and uh, respect me. Yeah. If I said not, yes right away, I would feel like I don't trust that person. Like deep down, I don't trust that person. And I think that's what makes me horny for guys that hook up with other girls or if I talk about how hot a girl is and he's like oh my god she's so hot you won. because yeah because I like because he's with me and he could have that because he's a great guy and if I like him he could have anyone you know I'm picky as shit or in my mind that's what I think like if if he's if I've if I've given him the green light this guy could get anyone because I'm such a prize which is how you should feel about yourself anyway and so to me, it's like, wow, he's choosing to stay with me because I have all these other things that aren't those those tits or those legs or those, you know, labia or lack of. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I just think it could be exhausting to, like, feel like uh, you're competing for the person's attention. Like, like every day I got to feel like, oh, they could they could leave. They could find someone better. And I. Well, that's I'm not, not what saying we're that that's here. what you're saying. I'm saying like for me, like I would just, it would be exhausting for me to like feel like I have to that I, that I continuously have to beat out these other people. No, I feel like this isn't a continual thing that you have to be like, oh, I have to remind myself she likes me. It's just like yeah. she makes you feel that way, so it just doesn't even. It's not even an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we gotta get to the news. Let's the get news. To it. Apparently, here it comes. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, boy. Uh, sorry about not saying swells right away. I hope you have all the swells, 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 and having a great time out there in swells. Okay, new research suggests that in a romantic relationship, current feelings of intimacy, connectedness, closeness, and warmth can predict sexual desire 90 minutes later. So essentially, more intimacy means more connection sexually. And... In relationships, people start, you know, I think people get ignoring intimacy each and other. sex confused. Like they're yes. the same thing. Yes, we're talking yes. about emotional intimacy is a is predicated. Yes, before you're gonna be banging. Like a romantic relationship as a living system, if the partners ignore the relationship and become distant and mutually alienated, the relationship can slowly shrivel and die. So essentially, uh, keeping for intimacy to motivate sexual desire, intimacy needs to be renewed regularly. The best way to build intimacy is through quality time. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I The book I'm reading, that Cupid's Poisoned Arrow, it's like about they they schedule like a cuddle session every day. Every they, day. Where they hold each other and yeah. like touch for like a couple minutes. Like that's a long time to hold someone and like breathe them in. Like I do it with my dogs sometimes. Like when I'm feeling distant from them, I'll just hold them and like 
and you know they're rescue pups so they feel very insecure even though they push me away a lot and like d- like act like they don't want it all Luigi wants when I finally like grab it I'm like get over he just like falls into me and sometimes I just like put my face in their coat <laughs> and I just take three deep breaths because I just want to like I want them to breathe me in and like just feel like you're safe like we're safe and then we bang so fucking hard later <laughs> it's like art the what did I Say. Who fucks who? Marion. Oh. See, look at she's she's just laying here, not even giving a shit because we we had morning sex, so she's tapped out. She always looks like she has morning. I told you know what I told her not to come. <laughs> this is so gross. Uh, you know this checks out. I I think that my next relationship, I'm really gonna want a lot of um, forced. I hate to say it, but like scheduled. Um, Eye contact of, is huge. I think. Yeah, like uh, of just like. Those questions, the uh, Esther Perel game, where should we begin? Just pulling one of those out every single morning while we're getting ready for work and going like, even if we're in a rush and just trying to like connect and share something together that isn't sexual and is just meant to, and and the cuddling doesn't have to be sexual either and and I don't think should be. Just to Yeah, here's like a list of like some things I could build intimacy. Having high regard for the person. Happy when together, the desire to promote his or her welfare, able to count on him or her in times of need, mutual understanding, sharing one's possessions and innermost self with him or her, giving and receiving emotional support, intimate communication, okay, so yeah, valuing the, him. Yeah, I mean, well. these are all... They're all very like uh, on the service, but I, I do think people don't do them. I, I do feel like we're all in our own, um, you know, our own minds and thinking about ourselves where sometimes we don't stop and think about our partner and what they're going through and being, I hate the word empathetic towards their feelings, but. And Why that word is, I think it's overused now because people don't even know what it means. They don't know the difference literally. between s- sympathy and empathy and they just are sympathetic, but they're not empathetic. And um, if you don't know the difference, you should look it up. I don't want to go into it. And uh, I had to learn it. Like it, I was not taught it. My, um, my family did not have any empathy and it's not because they're bad people. They didn't learn it from them, their parents. But uh, being able to, like, under like I was just r- the most Russell Brand. No, I saw you liked this too. Did you see the Jocko Willink um, video on Russell Brand's thing, or did you like it without watching the whole thing? Because sometimes I do that too. I I started watching it, but I saved it for later to watch the whole Got it. thing. Um, I'm just gonna read the quote that Jocko Willink said. Uh, Russell Brand's talking about. Um, how to uh, losing your shit. Here's how to deal with conflict with help from Jocko Willink. And it says, so Jocko Willink's this gigantic man. He's an ex-Navy SEAL. Okay, yeah, ex-Navy SEAL. He never gets into any conflict ever, yeah. pretty much. He's I saw very this video, yeah. mindful. And he goes, what I do in a situation like that. So Russell Brand's like, so what would you do, you know, <laughs> if you go on the street and someone, you know, bumps into you road rage? How would you handle that, Jocko? And he, he even acknowledges, like, this is a big guy, so this guy's not having a lot of confrontation on the street like a normal person would. But Jocko Willink even acknowledges that the most of the time that he's provoked is in traffic because people cannot see what he looks like. So he says, what I'd do in a situation like that, if someone was yelling at me, is I'd probably say, hey, sorry, man, didn't mean to. If I accidentally bump into someone in a bar and they get hostile with me, I'll probably say, hey, man, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Can I buy you a beer? Yeah, and you know, anyone that's going to try, they're usually provoking your ego, you know? So I'm not really going to let some person get me emotional about whatever's going on. 
And you've got to figure they've had a rough day. Like if someone's that mad because you cut them off in the car, man, what are they going on? What's going on in their world? I don't know what's happened to them. I don't know whether they've got a sick kid. I don't know if they've got fired from their job. There's all kinds of situations that could be happening. You know, my life is pretty good. There's a 98% chance that that person's having a much worse day than I'm having. So I don't want to make their day any worse. I normally don't get, you know, accosted on the street. It's more likely in the car that someone can't really tell, you know, what I look like. And maybe they might flip me off or something like that. And maybe, um, and I'll say sorry and wave or whatever. But we're looking to de-escalate those situations. Nothing good is going to come from them. And I just thought that was, I've been in so many situations, especially with men in cars, where someone will do something stupid in front of you. And by the way, stuff we've all done. We've all cut someone off unintentionally. And I know you're like, no, when I got mad at this person, it's because they, they knew what they were doing. And they, because sometimes there are guys with like the truck nuts and the Trump flag that are like, and like being, and you know, they're doing it intentionally. But there's also people that you get mad at that just didn't know what they, they're not paying attention. Maybe they're texting like you've never texted and driven before. I I mean, this is what empathy is, is being like, is understanding that that person has had a, a bad day and also understanding this isn't really empathy, but when... You have been in there that situation too. I've said this a million times, but people who don't let people who are running late for their plane cut in front of them when you're not running late, you're a piece of shit. Because, and I know you go, well, I got here in time. They just, and, and you don't know why they're late. First mm-hmm. of all, they could have had a sick kid. They could have, whatever, their alarm clock, their power went out and their phone died or something. Oh, but you know what? They were just hung over. They drank too much last night. Well, you also don't know what led them to drink a lot. Like you, you can make a million excuses for why that person was a shithead and like just, oh, well, they, they were just lazy. Well, you don't know why they're lazy. Maybe they had a rough childhood and didn't learn how to not uh, pack early and get to the airport early. Whatever it is, just know that there's going to be a time in your life when you're late for the airport. And God, are you going to want someone to have the courtesy to go, go ahead. Yeah. I'm not going to make you feel bad about running late because it's so embarrassing to run late. So when there's road rage and, and, so, and you, you get mad at someone in front of you, it is all about you. It's all about whatever you're going through that day. Honestly, you should be empathetic for yourself because you would not get mad at this person if you had your shit together because you would understand that this person is going through their own shit and has nothing to do with you. And maybe you're like, well, they're not being safe and they could hurt someone. And if I don't honk at them and flip them off, they won't know that they're being an asshole. They know. Especially if they're doing it with intent and being a little like, you know, they know. So you flipping them off is not going to make anything better. And I just think it's like, just hard because sometimes it's like you want to be empathetic or sympathetic, whatever the word you want to use. But it's like at what point, And I guess Jocko would say no matter what the point, unless the guy's actually stabbing him, is he going to? try to fight back or or no. get angry no. like that's the hard thing is like at what point are you like okay i can't give you all these excuses because you came from a, a childhood that was bad or or you got hung over because your wife you know sp- spit in your food or yeah. is putting arsenic in your food whatever but but my point is is like at what point do you stop being empathetic and start going look motherfucker you need you have issues you need to change or I can't keep giving you. I think it's when it would like injure other people. And, and I don't, I, I gave that example of like, you know, someone who's revving their, like yeah, around yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. driving, call the cops and say, Hey, yeah. there's this truck going 
that's how you handle it because you flipping them off and honking and getting out and yelling at them, that person's not going to handle that well. It's only going to lead right. them to like beat their children when they get home and and add to it. And but also, it's hard. I mean, yeah. this is this is stuff that I wish Can I, I could practice myself. What was that? Can I chime in on this? Yes, please. Just, just real quick. Um, I think what Jocko is trying to say is that don't give someone the power to influence how you feel. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I take from that. And like in anger management, that's just like a thing that I've like held on to. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to give someone the satisfaction of making me feel worse than I felt two seconds ago before they cut me off. So that's how yeah. I interpreted that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I hear that, but I, I would even challenge the way you're presenting that because I like what you're saying, but even the way you're presenting it is doing something like, I want to... I don't want to give them satisfaction. I want to take away their pleasure. So I wouldn't even phrase it that way. I would phrase it like, I don't want my, uh, the the way that I'm feeling after having that inter- interaction that didn't need to necessarily happen if I was able to just a- apply empathy and de-escalate, the, the tension I'm now feeling is going to have a ripple effect for people in my life and it's going to cause people in my life pain and I want to not do that and it's going to cause me pain obviously the rest of the day stress you're you're like all your stress hormones go up it's going to like age you and cause you pain so as much as it's like don't give them the satisfaction I don't like that phrasing because it means like I don't want you to be happy and and I'm not saying like oh well then give them the satisfaction because then that'll make them feel good um because honestly the satisfaction they feel even if you do give them what they want in terms of like escalating is not going to actually make them happier, even if they think it will. Um, so, right. but I, I understand what you're saying. That's a good way to phrase it for people who are still making that person the enemy. Because you're like, I don't want to make that fucking motherfucker happy. So I'm not. I'm going to be stoic so that they they don't get to smile and know that they affected me. But, but they did affect you. But no, they don't. No, no. But I'm saying that how you're phrasing it, and how I think what you're saying though is like make it more about. I'm reacting. This is how I'm going to react no matter. It's not because of you. It's not because I'm doing it to defy you or to piss you off. It's not even having to do with you anymore. Well, you're doing it's it for, for yourself yes. and for the your loved ones who are going to be affected by the yeah. mood change that is uh like c- comes from this interaction. But I mean, it's so impot like anger is such a um an insane it just really hijacks your brain and can make you say and do the wildest things. Like I was talking to someone about it yesterday about like things you've said to people to just like, just really just, I mean, my dad always used to say, Nick, you go for the jugular. And I, I always just felt like the worst person because he was like, God, you take it from zero to 60 so fast. Nikki always goes for the jugular. And I was like, I always was like, why do I have to have a biology lesson with your insult, dad? I have to go look up what that means. But yeah, like I would just... <laughs> I would go after the meanest thing, but really what I was going after was let's acknowledge what's going on in this house that no one will. And in the moments of anger, I was able to be like, actually, it's all because of mom doing this all the time. And I would say the thing that no one was talking about, which would he would say was the jugular, which was really the thing that was really on the my underlying mind. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to being like, well, it's because mom's ugly. I wouldn't say that. I would say something that no one wanted to was talk deeper. about. Yeah, yeah, yes. And that was apparently going for the jugular. But again, I have empathy for my dad who um, 
do, like didn't grow up in a house where people talked about feelings. So, I, you know, I'm reading this book right now called Running on Empty, and I really recommend people check it out. It's about emotional neglect in families. And it's not, you know, if you grew up in a house where there's addiction issues and uh, physical abuse, like, and, uh, you know, incest, molestation, those are really like very concrete things you can point out and go, okay, that's why I'm fucked up. And it's om- it's not better than, than um, you know, emotional neglect, which is a little bit more insidious. And you, a lot of people struggle because they go, I had such loving parents that gave me everything. I didn't go to school hungry. I was well fed. My parents said, I love you. You know, you might have the story of your parents being perfect and you go, why am I still fucked up? Why do I don't like myself and I'm in bad relationships? And it's because you probably suffered emotional neglect from your perfect parents because no parents are perfect. Even the best parents of the world have some cases of emotional neglect. There's 10 types of emotional neglect that are written about in this book called Running on Empty that I found about on Reddit. We're going to get to a Reddit dump later. But I've, I've turned all my friends onto it because I feel like so many of my friends did not suffer really obvious trauma. Mm-hmm. They suffered just they they had everything provided for them they came from either rich families or like they're well taken care of their parents weren't like guttural alcoholics that's Rachel Feinstein's word um but they were just like you know maybe had a, a you know computer addiction tv addiction uh depression and these are all things that you go my mom loved us but she was you know really depressed and it's like that really f- fucked you up in ways that you don't even know and you're not allowed to let yourself ever feel bad for yourself for that because because, but I never was hungry and my parents said I love you yeah. and I was never I was always got whatever I wanted so this book kind of helps you pinpoint it and if, if anything it really helps you have empathy for your parents and not blame them it, and, and um, I'm reading it now my I, I talked about my parents emotional neglect on stage this weekend and my my aunt was in the audience and my aunt wrote to me later and was like um, you know I'm I'm actually it was really nice to hear you talk about that I because I told her you know you really inspired me because she made a joke of like, oh, I she was my she's my godmother. And I was like, she was like, I barely even like talk to you. I'm sure I was such an influence. And I go, you were you were like a very career driven woman, very successful and just uh, kill like started her own business, multimillionaire, like boss bitch. And I was like, it's hugely influential. And she wrote to me and she was like, I sacrificed a lot for that. Like my my kids need a lot of therapy because I wasn't there for them because of that. And I was like. Read Running on Empty, not only so you can realize where you got that from, from mm-hmm. your own parents, but also empathize with yourself that you aren't perfect. And this book makes you feel, if you're a parent right now hearing this, it'll hold your hand and make you feel less bad about, because you're always, you're going to do something. And so I even told her, I go, I'm reading this book. It's helping me have empathy for my parents and not be mad at them about it and acknowledge it. And also prepare me for when I have kids to know that I'm going to fuck up too. And it's uh, it's okay. And that yeah. there are ways to 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 work on it. Uh, next story. Sorry, I spent a lot of time on that. Uh, Jonah Hill says Instagram is the cigarettes of this time. He's and quote, he smokes. I know. He go, he's quoted as saying, it is the biggest killer. It is death. And I fully participate in it. Mm-hmm. Like I smoke cigarettes. Again, it's a spectrum of what you find healthy. I have to have really limited interaction with it. He added, and so for me, I'm not dissing anybody. I'll post a selfie on Instagram. I don't give a fuck. I'm just as hypocritical as everybody else. So the point being is... It's all maybe a work in progress to get towards happiness. But acknowledge it. But the real truth is we're all out here selling a movie. My ego is stroked in some way, so I said yes, and cool. Today I'm playing a different game. Maybe tomorrow I'll be less self-involved. Love it. You know, the first step in uh, taking care of an addiction is not quitting it. Yeah. It's acknowledging that you have a problem. 
that's the first step of anything. So just I love that because he's not he's not doing anything different. He's just saying, listen, this thing we're all doing is really, really bad. This thing that I'm currently doing uh, is bad. And it is. I mean, how many hours? I I have a a timer on mine that goes. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, trying to be better. You know, it is so interesting. He does say like. Some days you're really into it, and other days I really don't check Instagram. And a lot of it has to do with if you post or not. If I don't post, my the probability of me checking probably goes down. My percentages probably go down 50%. Yeah, my daily average for my phone, uh, like on like for everything I'm on, yeah. 10 hours and 10 minutes. That is, I mean... That's a day? That's a day, dude. And and let me just say that I do have my white noise machine on all night, so maybe it, it's a lot of that. Let me just see. Watch it not. I don't think that. it's it, it isn't that. <laughs> Instagram 1 hour 24 minutes. Not bad. Messages 1 hour 6 minutes. Reddit 50 minutes every single night. Google, you know, Google 23 minutes, mail 10 minutes. And then the rest are like, you know. But that doesn't count. That doesn't that Yeah, wait, that doesn't work. 10, 10 hours. hours. 10 hours. But what? yeah, I mean, I'm in. Oh, this was today, I think, is one hour oh. 24 minutes. No, <laughs> is that today? Yeah, let me go to yesterday. Hold where, on. Where is it in your phone again? Screen time. Screen time. Um, yeah, so usually, let me see, today. Oh, where shit. I go to My yesterday? screen time wasn't turned on. Yeah, you didn't want to know. True. Twelve. Okay, so yesterday. <laughs> oh, my God, this is going to be really sad to see. Zero minutes for me. Oof. So yesterday, oh my God, you guys, <laughs> oh God. yesterday, 12 hours, 50 minutes Holy on my phone. Holy shit. Instagram was one hour and 57 minutes. My camera was an hour and 47 minutes. That was all me okay. just playing guitar. So that could be taken out. Yeah. Uh, messages was one hour and 40 minutes. That seems that crazy seems to insane. me. I know. I don't know what that means. I guess I listen to voice memos and I'm on voice. I don't know. Reddit was an hour and 12. Safari was 49. YouTube, 38. Uh, Finder? Why would I be on Finder? To find a perfect sex toy. Uh, honestly, I was not on Finder, so that doesn't make <laughs> sense. Tabs, 20 minutes. I mean, a lot of this was just me playing guitar. But, you know, um, my limits for Instagram and Twitter, though, together, two hours. Like, yeah. I can, I, and then a little thing pops up that goes, you've reached your limit for today. Do you want to? And I always ignore it. But sometimes I see that in the morning. Sometimes I see that never. But two hours is my limit. But you, will you put yours on so we can yeah, check I yours? Yeah, I did. I put it on and... You know, I do. I'm look. I don't post on TikTok, but I'm probably on TikTok at this point more than Instagram. Yeah. Uh, the nice thing about TikTok is you don't see your friends on there. It's just random strangers, so there's yeah. no like connectiveness to or competitiveness or like what are they doing? Yeah. What am I not doing? For some reason, strangers trigger me so much more because I can really project, I can project more perfection. If it's my friends, I'm like, I know that person's an alcoholic. I know that person is <laughs> yeah has abusive relationships. I know that person is so insecure. I've seen them. But like, if you on see like, phone, a like c- certain comedians like selling out arenas or whatever that doesn't affect you at all no. if they're close to you no i yeah. not anymore like uh there's there's a couple comics that their their popularity triggers me and i i mute them yes. and i don't go to their stuff yeah and, and if i see it it will trip me up for like i think i went to one person's a couple oh, like a week ago yeah and it tripped me up for like two hours and i was kind of going down a rabbit hole i was watching all of their content being like is this person as funny as they are popular? And the truth was, yes. And it instead of me going, I would prefer them to be not funny so I could go, God, people are so dumb, fucking Trump. Like, this is all just Trump. Like, dumb Trump. No, I think that's a huge... But, but the person, yeah. he was as funny as I 
didn't want him to be. Yes. And when I saw that, I was like, Nikki, first of all, you're funny. You're hilarious if you're able to acknowledge how good this person is. You, you, like, and you know, I'm. that means I'm like, as funny as this person, I need to work a little bit harder if I want to be this good. Or I need to acknowledge that this person, I don't know them personally, but he probably doesn't have the fulfilling relationships you have. He probably doesn't do a podcast every day. He probably doesn't play guitar for two hours a day. He probably doesn't enjoy Taylor Swift music and like feel emotional going runs and like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I'm doing that isn't crafting perfect jokes that is contributing to my well being and uh and my art essentially. I, think I might not have perfect punchlines. Extremely mature way. Of I might have at. a lot of likes and ums, and I might not remember <laughs> things that I say all the time. But, you know, when I'm on stage, I think my happiness is going to come through a lot more than this guy's. And I would argue that you'll be, by the time it's time to film the special, you have a way of word economizing and getting rid of the, and just becoming pinpointed just as much as anyone else. So Thanks, man. I appreciate not, it. Yeah. Thanks for the support. Let's go, to a, let's go to a quick break and we'll be right back with Why Do We Care? Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. All right. Why do I care? Why do I care? <laughs> Mama June 42. Oh, Mama June. <laughs> responds to online trolls who slam her for 24-year-old TikTok influencer Jordan McCollum, 24, firing back. Uh, so they're dating. LOL. Okay. I do very good with myself. Thanks for the concern, though. So Mama Jean's dating a 24-year-old? Yeah. And oh, boy. So a lot of people are giving her shit. One source claimed a reality star is so into her younger man, who is a single dad to a young daughter and a fellow recovering addict. Yeah, she. I bet she met him in recovery. I, I wonder if she's clean now. I don't know if she is or not. I know she's struggled a lot with drugs. I, I really love Mama June. I met her when I was on Dancing with the Stars because... Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, honey her daughter, Boo-boo? Alana. Yeah, Honey Boo Boo um, was on Dancing with the Stars Juniors and they um, came yeah, we and did met her. Special- yeah, we met they her. They came to a comedy show. And then, and then, yeah, she also, I was on Honey Boo Boo, like her reality show. I, I don't even know if it ever aired, but her, Honey Boo Boo and her sister, her older sister was lovely, <laughs> came backstage and visited us in Atlanta and we, did, we shot a little scene with them. Remember that camera op? He was so hot. Yeah, he was. He was wearing like a Boston hat. Dude, I like, we slid into each other's DMs. He never followed up. Anyway, um, that was years (laughs) ago. Uh, So, um, yeah, I mean, I I, I, I reached out to Alana at the time and said, like, if you ever need to talk or anything, I really feel for that girl who was like thrust into the spotlight very young and her family has just been on display and ridiculed and, and made fun of for so long and and they're all just so sweet mama june was so sweet backstage and like you know they've had they've had a hard life yeah. all of uh, especially mama june you can only imagine what she's come from and then they gave her that makeover where they gave her new teeth and put her through all this surgery like they kind of like remember that movie that show the swan where they just make women oh. who are Ugly ducklings and yeah, swans. and the swans, and they do all the surgery. It's like very intense, and they they have to. They it's just they did that to her, and then every second they're like, "Is she keeping on the weight? Is she losing the weight?" I mean, it. She's just someone that will never win. You know, well, people like, are like, "Well, you're dating a 24 year old. You're 42. How do you think your daughter feels?" Like they always like 
throw it on the kid. Like, how are you doing that to your kid? It's like, how are you being happy? Obviously, I don't know. From the little time I did spend with Honey Boo Boo, she seemed very funny and very, like, like with it and easygoing, where she would be like, good job, Mom. Like, I kind of want to fuck the guy. Like, I think she'd be funny about it. Like, from what I gathered. So Mama June's 42 and this guy's 24. 24. Give me a break. Would we be talking about this if it were the other way around? No, I'm literally dating a 25-year-old. I'm 41. Yeah, we, there we go. A same difference. Yeah, if I had a kid, people would probably be, and she was like 20, people would go, oh my God, she's the same age as your daughter. Yeah, well, they share coloring books, and they actually have fun together. Yeah, they color in between the lines sometimes. Yeah, I just like, it's, just ease off Mama June. If, my, you're, my favorite if you're listening <laughs> to this, stop commenting on celebrities, anything negative, anything. My just quit it. And, and, and I want to do it though. all the fucking time. I want to comment on celebrities, and I do it on the show. I'm a hypocrite. I'm going to continue to do it. But when I find myself wanting to comment or write a YouTube comment or a Reddit comment that's negative... Stop it. Just, you don't know these people. Stop. Also, if she was hot. Talk about your friends, but you don't shit on them with your friends, but don't actually write about it and tweet about it, you loser. And if she was hot, like Demi Moore got Ashton Kutcher, but Demi Moore was a hot older woman. She was a cougar that took down a little baby lamb. But because she's not pretty and this guy's like a little bit muscular, I mean, he's not like insanely handsome, whatever, but... It's like, what? Like, oh, God. Like, that's, it's because she's not attractive, whatever. Also, what I did find funny about the story, though, Mm -hmm. is it goes, Mama June buys him two cars. (laughs) And you would think, like, oh, she bought him like two Teslas. She bought him a, a 2013 Maxima that broke down. And then because it broke down, she got him a 2019 Maxima. Like, I mean, like that's not... Like, she, that's a responsible purchase for your new boyfriend. Yeah. Maybe he's becoming an Uber driver and needs a, to make... That's an income for him. I don't know. Like, just... I really mean this. If you're someone, and I, and I used to be you too, who has an opinion about celebrities and wants to tweet about it, and you don't have a right to do it. And I would, I would actually examine what you're going to comment, and I bet... It has something to do with your own life. And it just, but you you don't know these people and you don't have a right to comment on them. You can talk about them in your personal life with your husband and your friends and gossip all you want. Do not tweet about it because these people have families, these people have daughters and and it's just none of your business. Stop it. I read on Demois on the Reddit. I'm going to get to uh, the Reddit dump here in a second. But I see these celebrity savvy, like little catty bitches on Demois, Demois, you know, the the gossip blog that on their Instagram story, they write all these like, you know, posts about celebrities doing different stuff. And it's all blind items. It's all people just ratting celebrities out, overhearing their conversations, spying on them in public. Oh, he was cuddled up with this girl. And the girl got up when he got from the table. The girl seemed to be texting and like making fun of him. And it's like none of this. He didn't need to know any of this. And he's definitely going to see it because whenever I see my friends on there, I always go, you are on Dumois. Yeah. Nick Vile, someone said you looked yummy on Dumois. He's like, eight people have sent me this. Thank you. And I'm like, you do look yummy. Um, but so if it's positive, it's but these good. people always write. <laughs> yeah, if you're, it's positive. No, great. But that's why I love the Nikki Glazer subreddit. I think what happens, though, is I think. With reality television, people think they could comment because they're com- it's it's more personal because you're commenting on their actual life as opposed to critiquing a TV show yep. or something that's you know fiction. Even though we all know reality TV, I would kinda- even say that like just you can comment. You get you get to even look at these people's lives, and I know you're like, well, they get paid a lot. No, they really don't. He doesn't pay that much, to be honest with you. It's not. People are going. Brett Butler apparently made 
like twenty six million dollars when she did Grace Under Fire from two thousand, like from nineteen ninety six to two thousand. Yeah. And she squandered it all with bad husbands, gambling. I saw her one night at Ralph's at grocery store, and she was big, buying gigantic stuffed animal Siberian tigers at a grocery store in the middle of the night in L.A. And I was just like, oh, that woman is has a spending problem. No judgment. She seemed like lovely, and I've done that before. I've been erratically spending before, too. And now she's doing a GoFundMe because she's fucking broke. And people are like, well, what? But you just you appeared on American Horror Story last year. And you were also in that um, on Hacks in that one episode. Like she was did bit parts, and she goes, "Yeah, I made twelve hundred dollars, and after taxes, six hundred dollars from that one show." Celebrities, actors don't make a lot of money, you guys. I just hate well, to people tell you have no sympathy for someone that spends a shit ton of money and ends up broke. Reddit dump, <laughs> Reddit, Reddit dump. dump. We're Let's all taking just a do dump. A Reddit dump. Okay, so oh my God, that would actually be a good song. You know what people are singing a lot of. This is karaoke mode. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. This is professional mode. And they're singing the F-Boy song a lot, too. Yeah. I like them boys. What was it? <laughs> I like them boys. I like them boys. Okay, so this Reddit That was on professional mode. This is your... Okay, this will be the new Reddit song. Okay, Noah? Ready? And, and one of our besties, can you guys take this and just put music to the background and, and make one for us? This is your... Wait, hold on. I want. I want to really do a good I'll one. Just we should go get end. that. No, we should go get the microphone and do it. It's on. Uh, it's on the couch on the side. <laughs> Karaoke mode. This is your Reddit dump. <laughs> All right, it's time for Reddit dump. Uh, this is where I go through my saved uh, items in Reddit stuff that I wanted to show you guys. Here we go. Here we go. This is from uh, the subreddit Starbucks where people, employees of Starbucks and patrons uh, just vent about their frustrations mainly. Venti about it? (laughs) Yeah, they venti. A latte. Okay, so. (laughs) Yes. We did it. We did it. The podcast is over, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. No. Uh, Okay, this is from, this is a tweet from Jake, Jake Woody. Yeah, his uh, name is Jake Wood, uh, but it's Jake Woody on on Twitter. I loved this. This is from yesterday. He tweeted this or two days ago. This girl at Starbucks yelled across the place, uh, "That's enough ice!" to one of the baristas, and the barista yelled back, "This isn't your order." Oh, oh snap! I mean, I cringe so hard when I read that because I've done that before, where I've commented like, "Oh, actually, I wanted almond milk," and they're like. This isn't yours. I'm like, I am so sorry. I'm going to step back and I'm so annoying (laughs) and I hate myself. So don't be that person. Okay, this is uh, from Ask Reddit. I loved this one. I was dying to hear both you and Noah's response to this. Uh, The question was, what was the greatest pleasure you ever felt? The greatest pleasure you ever felt. Now, let me share a couple of the top ones from this Reddit. Um, This guy said, getting a job offer days after rounds of interviews and assessments. Um, One guy said, wake in wake induced lucid dreaming and flying in said dream never felt anything more pleasurable before uh someone said watching people enjoy food i cooked it never gets old person said finishing a marathon and this one said uh this one's kind of gross i got surgery to fix a broken nose so i i couldn't breathe better so i could breathe better this involved having my nose packed with packing essentially tampons for weeks it wasn't the removal of the packing that was amazing it was the first time i blew my nose shortly after it felt like a half cup of mucus was pulled directly from my brain and there was a golf ball hey andrew sized result in the tissue what kind the best feeling i uh titleist the best feeling i ever <laughs> experienced was directly after that where breathing through my nose was so incredibly easy i felt like a superhuman who conditioned in the andes for months of 
something. I laughed with excitement. Uh, can you guys think of anything? Um, I got two probably. Yeah. One uh, hosting for you at Caroline's. Really? Very first show was really amazing because it just felt like I finally was like starting, like there was something there. And Aww. then secondly, fi- fin- uh, fixing my anal fissure. <laughs> like the feeling after it. Yeah. I like mean, the it's the same thing pooped. as a guy blowing his nose is like pooping without pain because I knew that it would, you know, and every day, every time you poop, it just is like rewarding every time. Wow. Yeah. Noah, can you think of anything that was the best feeling you've ever felt? I also have two real quick ones. So um, anytime I act against the negative wiring in my brain and get a positive result, which I guess like an example is what we talked about earlier, it always feels really good. Yes. Um, And then I guess another one is um, I did ear candling. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Oh, yeah. It takes out the wax. Yeah. And it like sucked all this wax out and I felt so clear headed. And then we got to do that cleaning my ear with a q-tip it was like orgasmic Ooh, <laughs> i love a q-tip in the ear oh my god Ugh. i love it so much i mean i have my greatest pleasure is yet to be had and it's when someone lets me dissect their wart a wart that i really want to get into that will be my greatest pleasure i'm serious <laughs> um mine is and these are weird ones i'm a freak go for mine it mine is when I have shin splints, because I get them really, really, really bad. I used to in high school. I couldn't walk. I had to quit field hockey because of it, and I sucked. But I uh, <laughs> I truly was Probably because ter- of the splints. No, I, I, I was nicknamed Grandma Jennifer because I used to iron my hair like Jennifer Aniston's, and I limped. And so they called me Grandma Jennifer because I limped when I ran because I had shin splints so bad. But right here along my – I have exterior like uh, shin splints, and when they get inflamed – they hurt so bad and when someone just goes massages down them and the pain of it being like tortured is pleasure for me i love i love sore muscle pain so much and i remember going to get one um, you're a pain head uh i am when i got um a massage with my pedicure and this woman i go can i just get 20 minutes of whatever that is and just i and sometimes i'm like i i get ballsy enough to ask for what i want in a massage and just like this woman just made me feel comfortable and I was like just right here and just hard as you can and I was just like ah like the pain I know I've been next to you when you get foot massages and I never see a more happy present like it's the best feeling in the world yeah 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 you love it and then the other one is when a guy that I like texts me back like when I get the confirmation that a guy that I think doesn't like me does like me that feeling like (laughs) oh my god he likes me like Oh, it's just the best <laughs> feeling. Okay, so here's another one. Um, uh, oh, this was interesting. This was on Ask Men, which is just uh, a thing. It took me, this guy says, it took me until I was 17 to realize that percent, the percent sign, quite literally means per 100. Oh. Cent is uh, 100 in French. What is something that took you way too long to realize? Now, I love the answer to this because I learned but, yeah. some things. Um, someone said, wasn't until my thirties that I learned sitcom stands for situational comedy. Um, and then someone said, uh, I always thought peanuts grew on trees or bushes. Turns out they grow underground, which explains why they're sometimes dirt on the shell. Always goober. Also goober just means peanut. Um, elevators in the U S ding once for going up and twice for going down. Part of the Americans with disabilities act for non-seeing individuals. I couldn't believe I hadn't noticed it. 
Uh, anyone, do you guys have any? I mean, literally all these I just learned. But yeah. uh, off, off, <laughs> off putting, off putting, I thought was off putting until about five years ago. And not even like a joke. Like, I really thought it was just off putting. And I was off putting by th- thinking it was off pudding. No, I was off. Pu- it was off pudding. When and hyenas, remember, I thought was, hyenas. I remember the story yeah. of how you found that out. It was like in front of your coach. Yeah, I told in my, high school. Yeah, like an old teacher on a, it was reunion. Like a reunion. Yeah, I said yeah, I was, was on. It a, wasn't even in, in high school. It was after high school. I said I was on a hyenas from working out, and he goes, "Okay." And then I walked away, and my brother goes, "You mean hiatus? You told him you have a tall ass." And I go, "Wait, that was off pudding." <laughs> and he goes pudding yeah i thought it was all pudding Dude, i mean what were you what was your the no- one that oh. really got me and and made me feel like i just go how did you not know that when i was a kid <laughs> and until my adulthood and this i've known this probably for 10 years now and thought it was so hilarious that i didn't put it together i couldn't believe that everyone who died on the highway or on the road always died on the side of the road where the, the like no crashes <laughs> no there were no casualties ever in the middle of the road dude this that, hit me good that, yes that yes. the car would crash and then the person would eventually die where the cross was right oh, i like thought the, it hit the cross no the cross no, would no, always no. be where the person perished <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and then one day i was like <laughs> wait are you envisioning them getting in the accident step walking out of the car and no, then dying I in the road the car's tumbling into the side of the road and that's where they die oh, you know so where, the car's there which not does the body. happen very yes, often yes. i'm sure but i never i go that's so funny that most of the time it happens on the the side of the road i just and then one day i was like oh my god they can't put a fucking cross in the middle of the road you idiot they just move it parallel and then i go i don't trust anything because i want to know where someone exactly died like i'm kind of like morbid like that where i like like to know exactly where yeah. it happened um this one made me laugh. Oh, that's so Someone funny. Someone said, I've never been a big gamer, though through most of secondary school, high school, and U.S. speak, they said, I had no idea Call of Duty was C was uh, COD. And COD, sorry, I, I had no idea Call of Duty and COD were the same game. So when this person would read oh. COD, they thought it was a different game. Or a fish. And actually, I thought COD was a fishing game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thought there was a game called COD that guys were playing with their buddies. COD is a great word, man. Final thought, Andrew. What? Why do they, why did they, or still do, they outline these dead bodies? It makes me think of that. Like, because that was like in movies, like a trope in movies, like under, like. Oh, like a, a like, like white chalk? Yeah. Because they need, for forensics, they need to get the body out of the way because it's like a body and they need to. Uh, when they do the crime scene investigation, they need to understand where the body was and laying how so that it maybe fell in a way because it was... How long would it stay there, though? Because in movies, like, I'm thinking of coming to America, they go into the apartment, like the shitty apartment, and mm-hmm. there's, like, a body outline. Yeah. I wonder how long you leave well, the Well, I guess until there. the forensics person comes in and, and yeah, wants to play hopscotch, <laughs> so they have to, you know, wash it <laughs> off. Chalk it up. And draw a new little thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. I guess maybe till the rain comes, or I'm guessing when the forensics team cleans up and they pick up all the caution tape, they also go, "Hey, can I get a bucket of water?" To if I ever die on the road, will you put the cross in the middle of the street? No, because you can't. No, no, just like spray paint it on the ground. Yeah. So then it's flat. Yeah. If I ever die from yeah. a traffic collision, I definitely I don't want to cross. What do you I want? I want to um. Uh, what is something I like? You know how like if someone gets hit by with on a bicycle, they do like a white bicycle. Oh, they do. That's oh, what that come is? on, Andrew. You've seen white bicycles I, before. I haven't seen it. Uh, Noah, do you I've know about? Seen, yes, I know. 
So if someone dies, a lot of people, like families, if, if someone's, it's just to raise awareness for like. Most you know, likely it's a white guy on a 10 speed. No, they do like an albino bicycle and you shouldn't look at it. What? If you're walking it's by. bad luck? No, I'm just making a reference oh, to like oh. seeing an albino person and being <laughs> do like. Do you put your thumbs up when you go past a graveyard? Did you ever hear that? No. Or hold your breath? Yeah, the hold your breath I've heard, but I don't do that. Thumbs up for heaven. that Arlington to Cemetery to almost died that day that we toured <laughs> yeah, that with my school. people died walking? No, but thumbs they, they, up. They just fall into a grave there. They're like, oh, superstitious bitch over here. <laughs> she took one for the team. We'll let her We'll let her lay here. <laughs> but the thumbs up is to go to heaven. Oh. All you right. You never heard that one? I guess, like, I'm, I do want to, like, it doesn't matter what happens when I die. Like, you know, the playlist that I want. I do have a funeral playlist on my Spotify that I want you to be able to access. That's why I've given you and my parents my password on my phone so you can get in, even though none of you are going to remember that I gave it to you. Is it the same as the computer? No. No. And you can't even remember that one. So. I know that one. I keep putting it in. All right. But, okay, so... <laughs> Uh, but it doesn't really matter what happens. I don't believe that there's like I'm gonna be like watching what happens and being like, God, he fucked up the playlist. <laughs> It'll like, be in I, my you know, mind. And <laughs> I know. I mean, like, yeah, I will live. My um, my nagging. First will of all, live I'm on dying before you. If I uh, if we had to put money on it, I don't know, man. I see myself kind of tragically dying. <laughs> And I don't mean to be morbid and I don't want to say I, I, I'm not going to take my own life. I'm not going to cause it. But I just know that accidents happen and like a fucking air conditioner could fall on my head. I could be crossing the street like shit happens. And I'm not saying that it would happen to me more likely than you. But you're on the golf course most days. I'm, I'm running around the town. I'll probably die from lightning strike. Well, after I hit my first hole in one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, I did it. And then a pig flies by. Um, <laughs> I um. I don't know what I would want, but white bicycles, if you see a white bicycle, man, that means that a, uh, a person on a bike was killed. Why don't pedestrians have any kind of like, there's well, never like a like a, a uh, walking stick or something. Or a scarecrow. Or a pair of shoes. Maybe I'll put a scarecrow if you die. And then like with like a quote of like. No, because I feel like that's mocking away. what I look like. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what you meant. Okay. Um, what? Oh, you know what? I wanted to share this one from the this the Reddit cool guides. That's like for uh, um, this is for people that are like that's just cool thing. Like there's always signs that are like cool guides. This is a guide for feeding ducks, and I just think this is good information to have and to put out there if if you want to share this with people. It says thank. It's a sign at a park. It says thank you for not feeding us bread. And there's ducks. It looks like the ducks wrote this sign. They printed. They went to Kinko's and got it printed up. I hate when things are written by the people. It's so weird. I used to have a joke. Remember those little posters that used to get in the mail that were like dry cleaning coupons, and they were like blue font, and it would be a picture of a missing child. What? Do you remember these, Noah? No. So you would get like uh, sometimes they were inserts in like the coupon, uh, you know, newspaper selection thing you get, and it would be like a white card, and it would say "Have you seen me?" on it, and then on the back it would be like coupons, but it would be like awareness for missing children. Oh, and it would say "Have you seen me?" and it would have a, a picture of a child, and it was like I don't like "Have you seen me?" I was like, no, I haven't seen you. I haven't been like, you know, draining lakes anytime soon. I yeah. haven't been going through your uncle's crawl space. I haven't seen you. Like, you know, just making a joke of like this child's dead. I do feel like why it's do you, a, it's if a, you're alive, you have a printing press of some sort. I feel like it's a marketing ploy to be like, you're going to die soon. You might not have clean clothes. Like, do your laundry. No, I think it's actually trying death. to do good and, and trying to find missing children. But you know, people, companies use like the fear. Fear makes you buy more. Yeah, but I don't think fear of your child becoming missing would can make you go get 
you know, dry cleaning anytime soon. Uh, you maybe, haven't read the dry cleaning so book. So here's the thing. Thank you for not feeding us bread, says the ducks. <laughs> bread makes our tummies hurt and makes us ill. Bread does not contain the right nutrition or calories that we need to survive. It makes us think we are full and then we don't eat the food we need. It also pollutes our water and causes nasty surface algae, which kills our fish friends and gives us diseases. What should we eat? Half cut seedless grapes, chopped lettuce, bird seed, peas, corn, and oats. I'm a duck. No, I just added that. Yeah, I felt like wah, you could have. I feel like you could have wrote that. Like it's yeah. for a human. It's like so. You know I mean? That's just good to know. I used to always feed uh, ducks bread when I yeah. was in the park. It's just like a commonly known thing. Little did I know it was not a good thing to do. But I will say one of the most satisfying sounds in the world that I should have maybe answered for that that Reddit is the sound of a piece of bread hitting a duck's back and going like on its feathery, <laughs> like layered feather back. Me and Kirsten used to be like, oh, it's so satisfying to hear. <laughs> like a piece of bread, like a heavy piece of bread. Not Don't like hurt the duck, but like, you know, we wouldn't try to, I mean, eventually we tried to just throw it on its back because it would be funny to see all the ducks like try to go for the duck. But like, <laughs> if you do ever just throw one piece of bread, well, here, no, a half a grape, a, half a grape, a half a grape would sound good on a duck's back. Yeah. So sh- throw seedless grapes or what uh, was chopped it? Oats? lettuce, bird seed, peas, corn, and oats. Quack. Expensive bread, cheaper or uh, insurance policies. Quack. All right, guys, thank <laughs> so, you so much for listening to the podcast today. We will be here tomorrow, uh, Andrew. Uh, and I will not be cut. We hope you're not going to be cut. Don't be cut. And uh, we hope we'll be here tomorrow. And then we, I don't have to put up any roadside, uh, you know, bicycles or. Or a white golf club. <laughs> I'm going to put up a white mirror <laughs> in my living room to pay homage to the one that used to be there. Don't go out there. I know. It's I'm bad. scared. Uh, as long as you didn't hurt our Roomba. Um, thank you so much for listening. See you tomorrow. Don't be cut. And. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. 
Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.